Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for another opportunity, Panginoon, nandito po tayo ngayong hapon na to. Thank you that we have been able, we're able to come here and be able to not just worship you, but hear the word and hear the word. But we are also coming with expectation in our hearts, Lord God. That alam namin, Panginoon, ikaw ay tapat na Dios and hindi and you will not disappoint us. Hindi tayo mabibigo sa inyo, Panginoon. So we we come and we believe and we expect for you to move on our in our behalf and for our behalf, Lord God. And we know, Lord God that you hear us when we pray according to your will. And if we know that you hear us, we know that we have the prayer in which we pray. And so we lift up this time. I ask you to anoint not just me to speak, but even those here to hear. We pray that the Holy Spirit would take the word spoken and take information and turn it into revelation, Lord God. And then we are we are expectant to be touched and moved today. In Jesus' name we pray. And all of you who agree, say amen. Amen. Look at the person beside you and say, you are really good looking. Do you know that? Oh, yung iba dyan, parang hindi. Amen. Come on. Sometimes it's good to be encouraged. Yeah, and be reminded that just how, you know, how wonderful we are in the Lord. So the last few, this month of May, we've been talking about stewardship. Do you guys remember? Yes, no? Oh, guys, 4 o'clock ngayon. Mag-go 5 now. Siguro gising na kayo, no? Amen. Yan. Yan. Amen, Brad. Yan lang. Yan ang gusto ko. Exciting. Diba? You know, we're here and we know that we're, we've come this all this way to be here. And so I want to encourage you, get connected, get involved, get hooked up. Because para hindi sayang ang punta nyo. Amen? Amen. So, you know, like you said, we've been talking about stewardship. And what is stewardship? Stewardship is our uh, faithfulness or responsibility towards something that God has delegated to us. Amen? Or God has entrusted to us. How many of you know that you know, we, God has entrusted blessings, riches to us? Amen? And we are to be good stewards of those riches. Amen? How many of you God has given us His authority? Come on, His authority. And through prayer, we are to be responsible to use that authority through our prayer life. He has given us, uh, also entrusted us with, uh, with, with, with you know, the plans that He has for us, our destiny, our calling. He's also given, entrusted us with the miraculous. Amen? We know that we can experience miracles. We can experience miracles. Uh, and of course, He's entrusted us with our true identity. Sino ba talaga tayo? Sino ba tayo bilang mga anak ng Diyos? Amen? So today, I want to talk about something that I believe we began this whole month talking about blessings or what God has given us. How many of you know that you know, there, there are many types of blessings? There are natural blessings, physical blessings, spiritual blessings. Bible says He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. But today I want to focus on one of the greatest blessings that God has given us. Do you guys want to know what that is? Look at the person beside you. Sabihin, tanong mo sa kanila. Do you want to know? Sumagot ba sila? Yeah, amen. Alright. So, what is the, one of the greatest blessings that God has given us? I want to read from Romans chapter 12. How many of you guys know, have you ever read Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2? Anybody know what Romans, ano, Pastor, hindi ko memorize yung Bible. Ang hirap naman. Bakit ganyan? Bakit may test pa tayo ngayon? Bakit may memorize? 
no, the Romans 12, 1 and 2 talks about us giving our body or surrendering our bodies as living sacrifice and us transforming our mind by the Word of God so that we can fulfill His will in our life. Amen? So I want to look at this verse from the Passion and hopefully we're going to see something and hopefully we're going to get something and hopefully we're, gonna, we're not going to leave here empty-handed. We're going to leave here with something that will not only change our lives but change the lives of the people that live our live around us or are related to us in one way or another. Amen? It begins by saying, Beloved friends. Uh, yes, beloved friends. Tayo ay mga kaibigan sa isa Panginoon at tayo ay mga kaibigan sa isa't isa. Amen? We are friends to the Lord and we are friends to with one another. But how many of you know here in North Metro, we believe that we are more, we're not just friends, we are family. Come on, look at the person beside you. Say, hello, family. But, you know, there's something I want to, to share with you. You know, you can have family members, but they're not really your friends. May nakaka-relate ng ganyan. Tawa lang para walang halata. You know, there are people that you know, we are related to, but we don't really like them that much. Come on. Am I the only honest person here today? I mean, there are some people that are like, Ah, oh, Lord. Are you sure about that one? Amen. You know, and 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 you know, you you your friends you can choose, but family you you have no choice. You're kind of stuck with them, tama po ba? But how many of you know one of the best relationships that we can have with family is that not only are they related to you by blood, but they also are your friends. You've heard of frenemies. Narinig mo na yan, frenemies, mga friends na naging enemy. Frenemy. Uh, here in North Metro, we are family. We are friends and we are family members, but we are friends too. So we are family. Diba? Ohana means family. Nobody gets left behind. Grado na ba si Lilo and Stitch yan? Ay, ano? See? Si Kuya, alam na alam niya si Lilo and Stitch, diba? Oh, love, love ka rin nila, alam mo yan. So here, that's what we know, that we, we are not just friends, we are not just family, but we are family that love each other. Amen? And I believe that's the design that God has designed for the church, that we are not, may we not be related by blood, but in the spirit we are one, and we are family, we are born of the same spirit, born of the same father, which is our heavenly father, and we like each other. Amen? How many of you know that friends sometimes quarrel? But you get over it, right? Amen? And that's what makes your bond, your bond stronger. So it's okay. There are times in church that maybe you might get into friction. The Bible says iron sharpens iron. So does one man's countenance sharpens another. But when you learn to get through it, you become better. Amen? You know, when I was, story time, okay lang mag story time? Good, para magising naman kayo. When I was in, when I was in grade 7, uh, actually, I, I studied in a school that had a foreigner's class. And for some reason, they put me in the foreigner's class. Hindi ko gets bakit. Bakit Pilipino ako, bakit nasa foreigner's class ako? So, so from grade 1 to grade 7, magkasa, pareho lang ang classmate ko every year. You know, sometimes people like high school, 
in school when you go to the parang may mga board dyan to see the mga classmates mo every year. Di ba excited ka? Oh, sino kaya magiging classmate ko this year? Uy, gusto ko yan. Ay, ayoko. Bakit siya na naman classmate ko? Bakit ganyan? With me, I didn't need to look at the board. I just knew every year it will be the same people. I come into class, hey, sup, musta guys? So you're all, so you're all, it's the same people every time. It's always the same group of people. So we were practicing for our grade 7 graduation. Kasi at that time, kami may grade 7 tapos high school. Yung iba wala, no? grade 6 tapos high school. Kami may grade 7. Bakit, Lord? <laughs> so anyway, we were practicing. And as we were standing there, there was this one guy. He was the tallest guy in the batch. And I hope he's watching now. I'm sure. Sana, I will message him. Watch the replay. But, but he's, there's this one guy, he was the tallest in the batch, and so happened that he was behind me. And during the lining up, I don't know him, I just seen him. Binabatukan niya ako, pak! So pagtigin ko ganyan, parang nangaano na siya. Parang pretend, then he look at me, tapos tatawa siya. <laughs> tapos I'll, we'll do, we'll practice again, lining up, pak! Babatukan niya ako. Tapos, tawag niya sa, Larry, Larry! Tawag niya sa akin. Larry, Larry Bird daw. But he didn't say Larry Bird. He said something else, but never mind. So he kept saying that to me. Larry, Larry, come on, kumusta Larry? And I was so honest with him. But so happened that he was just like two feet taller than me. And you know, I'm not going to do anything with somebody two feet taller than me. Although may kuya ako, pero wala siya dun. So I was like, I cannot stand this guy. I really cannot stand him. So pagdating ng high school, mix na. Wala ng foreigners class eh. Mix na. It so happened that the first year, I was in a group of, in a classroom, and he, all his friends were in that classroom. So every day he would come to our classroom, and I would see him, and I'd be like, Yan na naman siya. Yan na naman siya. And talagang, ah, Larry, dito ka pala. Ganyan, ganyan. So he'd make me, he would really make me asar all the time. And it so happened that we faced each other sa intramurals finals ng basketball. And so we faced each other, and we happened to beat him. We beat him so bad. They were the favorite to win it. He was the best player in the batch. And we beat him, and he couldn't stand it. He was so in his. And I was like, yes! I got my revenge. Yes! Pagdating ng second year, classmate kami. Oh, no. Bakit siya? So we had to, you know, relate to one another. Ended up, we ended up winning the championship also uh, that year. We, are, we were champion also in the second year. And uh, we did it together. Uh, and he ended up being one of my closest friends. Until, you know, every time we go to Australia, we've been going, we would live in his house with his family. And he would, he would take care of us when we were there. And, and he's really close, really close to us. So it, start, it didn't start off right. I really was irritated with him and... He just really liked to pick on me. But if you get through it, how many of you know, if you work on it, you can take maybe what you thought would be a worse relationship ever to one of the greatest, most trusted, most you know, loyal people and friendships that you'd ever have. You know, we're already going near our 50s and we're still friends. From high school, from 14 years old until four in our 40s, we're still friends. We don't see each other every day, but you know, he would message me every now and then, and we would still be in contact. 
that's why, guys, I want to encourage you, just because there's a rocky relationship or maybe you don't like the face of that person in church, it doesn't mean that God has not ordained a special relationship that you have with one another. You just need to give people a chance. Amen? We need to give each other a chance. And maybe, you know, Pastor Paul said one thing, and I, I want you to remember this. One of the two greatest things you can get in church is revelation and relationships. When we hear the word of God that will bring change to our life, and God brings godly ordained relationships, people who we never thought we would be close to, now we thank God that our destinies are tied together and that we can see and together we will be able to fulfill God's destiny for us. Amen? So guys, we are family and we are friends. We are family. Amen? So when you go out here later, maybe there's somebody na, no, I won't say it, naiinis ka. Maybe you just said, I want to know about this person a little more. Naintriga ako sa'yo. Maybe you can go up to them and talk to them. And maybe you can make a new friend. And maybe that friend, that relationship can begin and it can start something that's really a blessing to you. Amen? Alright, back to the scripture. Alright? Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous works, God's marvelous mercy? To surrender yourselves to God to be His sacred, living sacrifice and live in holiness, experiencing all the delights of his heart. You see, many of us, we like to live out and to see the desires of our hearts come to pass. Amen? We even have a favorite verse. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. But can I say that it is not the things that we desire that matters most to God, but that we should know what He desires and make that matter most to us. When I read that verse saying, He gives us the desires of our heart, I don't look at it as, kung anong gusto ko ibibigay ni Lord, basta okay kami. I look at it as when I delight myself in Him, in His plans and purpose, He will begin to change my desires to make it like His desires. I want that. I want to live a life that I don't just go after the things I desire, but that God would give me a heart like David to have a heart that's after his own heart, that we would desire the things that he desires, that we would desire the plans that he has for us, that we are not going to force our will and pray, God, please bless my plans, but we will say, Lord, show me your plans for me. And I know that when you show it, they're already blessed. Amen? When we live a life of surrender to God, we experience fully the delights of His heart. But how many of you know that what He has planned for us will always be better than whatever we have planned for ourselves? Amen? So I'm going to trust God. How about you? Are you going to trust God? Lord, gusto ko ganito, gusto ko ganito, gusto ko ganyan bansa, gusto ko ganyan. Eh, what's happening, Lord? Dito ka lang. <laughs> Lord. You don't know that He is God here and He is God everywhere. Amen. And when you hear from God, let me tell you, you are blessed when you begin to obey according to His will. 
for, for this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the cultures around you. But be inwardly transformed. How are we transformed? By the Holy Spirit. Amen? Who is the real transformer sa buhay natin? Hindi, sarili, hindi si Voltes 5. Hindi si Voltron. Who is the real transformer? It is the Holy Spirit. And how does He transform us? It says here, through the total reformation of how you think. How, are, how was our thinking changed to the Word of God? Amen? When we get the word, the word of God in our hearts, we begin to see who He is. We begin to see what He's done. And we begin to see who we are. And we can know now what we can do. And when we begin to have faith, put our faith in His Word, then the Holy Spirit takes that Word, takes that faith, and begins to bring true transformation. I don't know about you, but I want to see true transformation. And I'm not talking about just spiritual transformation. I'm talking about healings. When you take the word of God regarding healing, and you say, yes, Lord, I believe, and then you're going to see transformation in your body. And what once didn't work will now begin to work properly. What once was a struggle now becomes a grace, and it becomes easy. Amen? Whatever word God is speaking to you today, I want you to know if you have faith in Him and in that Word, the Holy Spirit will take that and transform it. And I like what it says here. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. I like that. When you are in the center of God's will, you begin to live a beautiful life. Hindi lang beautiful ang wife mo, katulad ko. Walang amen dyan. Shake ng head lang. Ay, nako, mara. Hindi lang beautiful wife at beautiful husband. Pwede maging beautiful ang husband. Bakit hindi? I believe beautiful is non-gender. Amen? We are all beautiful in the eyes of God. But we will have a beautiful life. When you are in the center of God's will, you will have a beautiful life. It will be satisfying and it will be perfect in His eyes. Why? Because we are living out our destiny. We are living out our purpose. Amen? I don't know about you, but I want to live out God's purpose in my life. I don't want to settle. Come on. Hindi tayo pinanganak dito sa mundo para lang pwede na. Tell your neighbor, you hindi ka pang pwede na. Amen. We are here to experience the fullness of what God has for you and for me. Come on, kupakpalak pa kayo. Pumalak pa kayo naman talaga ng totoo. And then it begins to go on and starts parang feeling mo, ano to, bakit nag-change siya bigla? Because in verse 4, Paul begins to say, in the human body, there are many parts and organs. Parang, huh? We were talking about surrendering our life. We were talking about being transformed by the Word of God and the Spirit of God. We were talking about fulfilling the will of God. And all of a sudden, he talks about the human body. What does that have to do? It has everything to do. It says, in the human body, there are many parts and organs, each with a unique function. And so it is in the body of Christ. Now, who is the body of Christ? Say, I am. Say, we are. We are the church. 
The church is the body of Christ. Amen? So it is in the body of Christ. For though we are many, we have all been mingled into one body in Christ. This means that we are vitally joined to one another with each one contributing to another. So understand this, that from the very beginning, God did not create you for isolation. God created you for community. He created you for relationship. Are you here? You know, the past few two, maybe we're already on our third year. We've been dealing with a global pandemic. Nakarelate ba kayo? And you see, one of the greatest, how do you say that? One of the greatest effects of the pandemic is not COVID-19. It's not the flu or sickness or disease. One of the greatest pandemics we are facing today is a pandemic called isolation that leads to depression and hopelessness. That people now don't want to leave their homes. That they would leave high-paying jobs that have full of security because it's not work from home. They want to just stay home. Nobody wants to go out. Nobody wants to be with people. Why? Because of a fear and an isolation which the enemy has placed over not just the world, but especially the church. Are you hearing me? New Life North Metro. When a person is isolated, they are now being placed in a trap, an enemy's trap. And we need to be aware of the enemy's trap because anybody who's isolated, they feel that they're alone, nobody cares. And now depression and self-doubt begins to creep in. And all of a sudden, you begin to lose hope. And when hope is lost, you give up. One of the highest rates of suicide has been happening in the past two and a half years. Of people, because they have been isolated, alone, shut out from the rest of the world. That they're being giving up. They're saying there's no point. And people are losing their minds. Literally. I mean, you just look in the news of what's happening in America, of how this, this young man would take 21 lives. Most of them are children who have done nothing. And don't think these are not related. These are absolutely related. It's not about gun laws. It's not about gun bans. It's about people not getting the right counsel, not getting the right relationships, not being able to open up what they feel inside. Are you hearing me, church? God has not called us to be alone. Amen? Let's look at the very beginning of the Bible. Are you ready to go back in time? Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. God created the heavens and the earth. God created the animals. God put order. God put life. God put light. And in the midst of all this, God created the crowning glory of His creation, humanity. And this humanity, God placed Himself in. He breathed into man the breath of life. And His name was Adam, which meant, literally means humanity. God breathed Himself into humanity. And God now was connected spirit to spirit, connected to Adam's spirit. Adam was never alone in the garden. He had the spirit of the living God. The Bible says that he would walk with God. 
in the cool of day. But Genesis 2.18, the Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. Was he alone? No, he was with God. God was with him. But let me tell you, even God knew, even if, even if they had that wonderful relationship, he knew that humanity was not meant for isolation. Do you hear me, church? Well, I'm, I'm a believer. I love God. You know, me and God have a relationship. You know, as long as we're okay, I don't need every, any other people. Diyan nang papagulo lang yan eh. Kung yung, kung yung being a Christian was just about me and God, it would be perfect. But yung mga other Christians kasi, sila yung nagpapagulo eh. Sila yung nagpapahirap. Sila nag... Let me tell you, God didn't create you to be alone. Come on, guys. She mean God created all these people? Kailangan ko ba mag-relate sa mga tao? Absolutely. You know, there are many times, you know, I would just tell Mara, Mara, kung ikaw lang at si Judah, okay na tayo eh. But no. It's not okay. It's not okay. God has called us to be not just relating to Him, but relating to others. There is a reason, tell the person beside you, there is a reason for everything. So I like what God did. In order to fill that need for man not to be alone, He didn't take from the other creation to fill that need. He took from humanity a part from humanity to fill that need. So you cannot say, well, I love my dog, I love my cat, I'm happy with my dog and my cat. Or my fish, or my bird, or my turtle. Okay na kami, I don't need people. No, we need each other. Can I tell you something that may shock you? You need people. Can I tell you something that may shock you even more? They need you. There are people out there that they need you. Come on. Me? Ano ba? Sino ba ako? No? Brother, sister? There are people out there that need you. So stop isolating yourself from everybody else. It's time to step out. He took from Adam, from humanity, within humanity to fill that need. And he brought forth Eve. And there he said, this is a helper comparable. We are not called to dominate one another. We are not called to rule over one another. We are called to work hand in hand. We are called to be partners, equal partners in Christ. Amen? And then we look at verse... Why? Why did God do that? I believe that God called us to be with people for a reason. And I want to show you what that reason is. Genesis 3.16 says, When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate. What happened here? We all know as Eve was in the garden, the serpent came. You guys know the serpent? Yung ahas, dumating. And this serpent tempted Eve, deceived her, as some would say. And she took and ate. But I want you to see something. So she said she took some of the fruit and ate it, and she also gave some to her husband. 
Can you read it, guys? Di ba nabasa? Ay, ano ba? Ba't nawala? Ayan. Kaya pala hindi naman. <laughs> she also gave some to her husband. Louder, please. So you mean to say, the whole time, Adam was there? Yes. What was he doing? He was watching. He saw it. Everything that was going on. And it wasn't this same Adam who God said, I give you authority and dominion over the birds in the air, the fish in the sea, over the animals in the land, and everything that creeps and crawls. The biggest creep of all, which was the snake. How many of you know Adam could have just said, Hey, snake, get out of here. No, that's the devil. He cannot do that to the devil. Adam was the person of highest authority in the earth at that time. The devil would bow down to him because he had been given the authority. Do you understand? But he didn't say a word. Many times we are kind of guilty of that. We see people that we know, relationships in our life that are going down and we know <laughs> it's not going to end up well, but we don't say anything. We are so afraid to open our mouth. Maybe it's a loved one. Maybe it's a spouse. Maybe it's a child. Maybe it's a parent. Maybe it's a best friend. If you're really his best friend, you will not say anything. Basta accept mo lang siya. No, if you're really his best friend, you would tell him to his face what is wrong. Because friends don't just keep quiet. People who love others don't just keep quiet. Amen? But pastor, hindi mo kilala yung taong yan eh. Hindi mo kilala yung ugali yan. Hindi mo kilala yung bibig nun. Nakakatakot. I would rather be shouted at, punched, screamed at. But if I can help save that person from destruction, I will say what needs to be said. Look where we are now because Adam said nothing. And what's worse, nakikain pa siya. Do you think Eve was Filipino? Kain. Di ba mga Pinoy? Kumakain? Kain. Eh si Adam, hindi. Bakit? Kumain siya eh. Kasi pag in-offer tayo kain, hindi tayo kakain, di ba? Di ba? Pag kumain ka, bastos ka. Kain. Ay, sige, busog na ako. Kahit gutom na gutom ka. Busog na ako. Thank you po. Pero siya kumain. Grabe. Now, I'm not here to put blame on Adam. I'm not here to put that. That's not my point. My point is, Adam was responsible for his wife. Just as Eve was responsible for her husband. Just as we are responsible for one another. Ecclesiastes 4, 9, and 12, 9 to 12 says this, Two are better than one, because they have a good reward in their labor. For if one would fall, the other would lift up this companion. And woe to him who is alone when he falls, for there is no one to help them up. Again, I say two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? This is the point I want to get. 
Though one may be overcome by another, two can withstand and a threefold cord is not easily broken. If Adam would have stood with his wife and said, no, I believe things would have changed for all of us. Amen? Are you there? But you see, this, this is just a pattern that we see in humanity. The pattern continues in their children. Genesis chapter 4, verse 4 to 8, we see Cain so jealous with his brother because God has accepted the offering of his brother and God, he feels that God has not accepted him. But the truth was God accept, accepted Cain, but the offering was not what God required. He didn't require an offering of grain. He required an offering of blood. And though he gave the work of his hands, that's what God, God required. God required the shedding of blood. And he was jealous with his brother. So it says here, Now Cain talked to Abel, his brother. It came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Have we ever been jealous of one of our brothers or sisters in the Lord? Why the Lord bless mo? Why ako hindi? Sana may mangyari. Tapos kung may nangyari, oh, see, sabi ko eh, hindi totoong blessing ni Lord yan eh. See, buti nga. Lord, sinaktan ako ng brother at sister ko. Hindi ko na sila brother sister. Lord, gantihan mo ko, Lord. Gantihan mo ko, Lord. We don't pray that prayer, right? Amen. Clap lang tayo. Yes. Para hindi halata. Bible says, rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. See, Cain was upset. He killed his brother. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? And he said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? The word keeper there means to have responsibility over. I would like to let you know that we are our brother's or sister's keeper. Because that word keeper is the same instruction God gave to Adam and Eve in Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, when he said, Tend and keep the garden. He gave them authority and responsibility to tend and keep. And how many of you know that God has given us a responsibility to look after one another? Come on, look at the person beside you and tell them, did you hear that? I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? The answer is yes, we are. Then God said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. See, does blood cry? No, it doesn't cry. What was God saying here? The word to cry means to call out in help and distress. How many of you know there are people in, around you today that are crying out, maybe literally, maybe figuratively, and you know there's something wrong, and they're crying out for help, for attention. Somebody, please, pansinin mo lang ako. Taong yan, KSP talaga. Bakit papansin siya masyado? Ayoko nang ganyan. Gusto ko ano, steady lang. Yeah. How many of you know sometimes there's just something going on? And that's their way of trying to get your attention. Pansinin mo ako. Why? Because they need each other. We need each other. Amen? Amen? Have you ever been KSP? I know I have. So how? How do we? What do we do now? Now that we hear that this is that we are to be our brothers keepers, that we are to 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 there are people that are crying out for attention. What do we do? I best I believe Jesus is our best example. 
Have you ever heard of the story of Jesus and the Samaritan woman at the well? Anybody? In John chapter 4, there's a story about Jesus going to Samaria. And I like how it begins. In John chapter 4, verse 3 to 4, it says, Jesus left Judea and departed to Galilee. Judea is down south and Galilee is up north. And it's usually, if you walk by the river Jordan, you would get a straight shot from Judea all the way to, to Galilee. But verse 4 says, but he needed to go to Samaria. Samaria is over here, out west. It's off. But he needed to go. Why? Because he needed to see this one woman. Brothers and sisters, I want to tell you, one person is important. One life is important. For Jesus to take that whole detour showed his value. And he goes on in this story to talk about the will of God, the will of his Father. And I want to encourage you with this. You might actually be the only Jesus a person will see in their life. What do you mean? Because there are people out there that only you have the ability to touch. And they need to see Jesus. And you know what? You may actually be that Jesus that they need to see. Pastor, ayoko nang ganyan. Pressure. Ayoko nang ganyan, Pastor, pressure. It's not pressure when you have the right motivation. Let's look at the story, how it ends. The disciples come back. The woman is gone. She left her pot. Jesus, they said, Jesus, what's going on? She's, he, are you hungry? You want to eat? And he said, no, no. I'm full. I've already eaten. They said, who fed her? Who fed him? Sino nagpakain kay Jesus? Lahat tayo wala dito. Sino? Sino yung may-ari ng pot na yan? And Jesus says this. Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do not say there is still four months and then comes the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look to the fields for they are white for harvest. He was talking about food and all of a sudden, he's saying, my food is to do the will of God. Huh? Food, will, okay. And then all of a sudden, Jesus says, look at the fields. Huh? Hindi. Hindi pa pwede kainin yan. Wheat pa lang yan. See, how many of you know Jesus is a master storyteller? And he loves to use examples, natural examples to communicate spiritual truth. And he says, you're looking now and you're thinking, it's not time to harvest. But let me tell you, there's a harvest there that people need. And they need to hear what you have to say. They need to get what you have. They need to see who you have inside. And today, he's speaking to his disciples here today. Any disciples of God here? Any children of God? Ayaw magtaas ng kamay. Ayoko magtaas, Lord. Ayoko nito, Lord. See, what does Jesus talk about when he talks about harvest? Matthew 9, 35 to 38. The Bible says, Jesus went around the cities teaching, preaching the good news, and healing every sickness and every disease. That's what we are called to do. We are called to teach the word. We are called to encourage people with that word. And then we are supposed to demonstrate that that word is true. And God confirming that word with signs and wonder. Church, it's about time we begin to live this. 
Why? Why does God want us to teach the Word? Why does God want us to encourage people to believe the Word? Why does God want to confirm with signs and wonders? But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with, moved with. That's Jesus' motivation. Compassion will always move you, brothers and sisters. Because they were wearied and scattered sheep with no shepherd. And he said to his disciples, looking at the multitude, the harvest. So what is the harvest? People, hindi kaluluwa. Kasi kung kaluluwa, kulang lang. God wants to save not just our soul, but our spirits and our body. People are the harvest, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of harvest to send forth laborers. It is not one man's responsibility to go after the harvest. It is all the whole church's responsibility. It's not just Jesus. Jesus came to start the work. But let me tell you, he made sure that he got people ready to continue. And we are still living in the book of Acts today. Do you know that? The book of Acts is still being written today because of your life and 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 your life. Bible says there are books in heaven being written. You are his disciples and God is calling us. People have prayed for you. I believe the harvest had prayed for you. There are people crying out to God, Lord, show up Jesus in my life. And like I said, you may actually be the Jesus that they have been praying for. And all you need to do is go. Don't just pray. Lord, send laborers. God saying, go. Send them all, Lord. You start. <laughs> it's not one man. It's not Dennis. Oh, si Dennis, evangelist yan. Oh. Kita mo. Nakaupo pa lang. Nakaupo pa lang. na. Oh. Hallelujah. It's not just an evangelist who's called for the harvest. We, we, come on, lift your hand. Say we. Yeah, nagtas ka ng kamay, ah. See, what are we to do with the harvest? Amen? Second Chronicles 32, 27-28 says this. Hezekiah, King Hezekiah, ha, had very great riches and honor. And he made himself treasuries, treasuries of silver, of gold, stones, spices, shields, all kinds of desired items. He made for himself storehouses for the harvest of grain, wine, oil. And he made for himself stall for all kinds of livestock and all kinds of animals. See, when God, the reason why he was so blessed, he had so much, but not only did he have so much, there was a place prepared for the harvest. Amen? And that is the storehouse. And God has not called us like Hezekiah just to have riches. 
Because true riches, according to Matthew 6, 19 to 21, true riches are this. Do not lay for yourself up treasures on earth where moth and rust can destroy, where thieves can break him and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, where neither thieves do break in or steal. For where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. See, Jesus' heart was for the people. Therefore, the people were Jesus' treasure. Deuteronomy 14.2 says, For we are a holy people to the Lord our God, and the Lord has chosen us to be a people for himself. A special, a special. So the Bible says that we are to lay up treasures. Not, it's okay to accumulate wealth because the Bible says God has given us the ability to accumulate wealth. But for what? For what reason? So that we could be generous, like Pastor Ruben said, so that we can bless others. One of the best blessings you can ever be to somebody else is be yourself. Be that harvester that would bring in and show Jesus to the people. Amen? 1 Peter 4, 7-10 says this, Since we are approaching the end of all things, be intentional, be purposeful, and self-controlled, so that you can be given to prayer above all, above all, listen, constantly God's, constantly echo God's intense love for, see, above everything the Lord desires is that we would be a vessel of God's love to others. Pastor, parang wala ako noon. Parang you talk about compassion for others, ay naiirita ako sa mga tao eh. Parang I don't have that. One more story. In 2005, I was asked to be, take over the young adults ministry with the point of being ordained as a pastor. And so I was so excited. I was going to be a pastor. Woo, Lord, thank you. So one day, my mom calls me. He says, at the end, your tita needs you. Can you talk to her? So this tita is a tita-tita from the church. So I called her, hi, tita. Oh, I have a problem. I told my daughter, my son. Da, 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 da. Can we meet and talk? Sige, tita, can we do it this time? I'm sorry, I cannot do it this time. Can you do it this time? No, sorry, I can't. We couldn't seem to get the right time and the right date. So I said, okay, just let me know when you're ever you're free at this time, this time, and then we, I can meet you. And I hung up. A week later, she messaged my mom, your son is not a pastor. And of course, nanay ko yan, nagalit na kami. Excuse me, anak ko yan. Ko, you do not know the sacrifice that he did. You don't know. Galit si mami. She was upset and she said, I will not talk to this person for saying that. And then she talks to me and she was upset with me. She said, you need to check if you're really called. See, I like to teach. I like the sound of my voice. I like to hear people hear the word and like, ah, oh, grabbing revelation. But I didn't really care for people. <laughs> I'd rather pulpit, mic, preach when it's done. Bye-bye, go home. And I said, Lord, if you're really calling me to pastor, 
you gotta change something in me because I don't have compassion for people. And I prayed and God broke my heart. Hindi big sabihin na break ako ng babae, but He broke my heart and He began to reform my heart. Not just to desire His word, but to desire His people. And that's why I'm standing here today and I thank God for that I married one of the most compassionate person I've ever met in my life. Listen, if I wasn't married to her, she would give me away. My wife would give me away. She's the type of person who sees people in the street and she grabs my wallet and I'm like, good, goodbye. And everything just comes out and she says, and she starts to cry and she's like, it's okay. God knows what we're doing. Babalik na niyan. Lord God. Hindi kami makauwi mamaya. But yet, I'm learning every day from her. I'm learning every day from him. And he's caused me to love. Now listen, if you believe that you are called into pastoral ministry, it's not about the preaching. It's about people. It's about loving people. Even how inconvenienced you may be, we are called above all to constantly echo God's intense love for one another. For love will be a canopy, a covering for a multitude of sins. Be compassionate to foreigners without complaining. Ang hirap not to complain, no? It's okay to be passionate, passionate, compassionate. But can I complain after? Be compassionate to strangers. Foreigners mean strangers. Without complaining. Every believer has received grace gifts. So use them to serve. See, the grace of God is in your life to serve as faithful stewards of the many-colored tapestry of God's grace. Amen? I want to end with this. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 to 25. And now, we are brothers and sisters. Firmly. Hey, firmly, are you there? Hey, firmly. We started off as friends. Dear friends, now we are brothers and sisters. In God's family. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus. And just as He has welcomed us to come into the most holy sanctuary in the heavenly realm, boldly and without hesitation, for He has declared a new life-giving way for us to approach God. For just as the veil was torn into, Jesus' body was torn open to give us free access to Him. And since now we have this magnificent high priest to welcome us into where? God's house. We come closer to God and approach Him with an open heart, fully convicted that nothing will keep us at distance from Him. For our hearts have been sprinkled with the blood to remove impurity and we have been freed from an accusing conscience. Now we are clean, unstained, presentable to God inside and out. So now wrap your heart tightly around the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps His promises. Discover, listen, creative ways to encourage one another and to motivate them towards acts of 
compassion. Doing beautiful works as an expression of love. This is not the time to pull away or neglect coming together or meeting together as a church as some have formed the habit of doing. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate His coming again. Amen? Every day, Jesus is coming. Not to mean every day He will come. It's coming closer. Every day, we're closer. He's coming. He's going to come soon. We don't know when. So now is not the time to withdraw. Not, not the time to hide. Now is the time to come together. Why? Because it is essential for us to come together as a family. There are essential needs that people are allowed to go out. I believe church is one of the most essential needs. Coming together. Why? Not only so we can hear the word. Not only so we can communi commune with God in His Spirit. Not only to receive miracles, but we need one another. We need each other. So I want to end this day with a challenge. Are you ready to receive that challenge? The challenge is this. In two months' time, on the end of July, it's the end of May, the last Sunday of July, July 31, we'll be having our anniversary. Eight years together. It's great to be eight. Amen? I want to encourage you from now until the anniversary, would you endeavor to bring a one person, whether they don't know Jesus Christ, maybe they know Christ or they have backslidden, maybe they have been afraid to come out and now is the time for them to come. Don't invite somebody who belongs to another church, okay? Because they already have a family. We want to bring people into our family. Amen? So if you're thinking, Pastor, I'm not there yet, then start with a prayer. With a prayer that says, Lord, give me the grace and the compassion. Break my heart, Lord, for what breaks yours. Show me, give me that ability to love people, to move my heart so that I can be bold enough as we are so bold to enter into God's presence let us be bold to bring people in as well amen we're not called to live life alone we are called to community we are called to family we are a family amen did you receive something today come on could you lift your hands today if you're saying I want to be oh don't yet put your hands down lift your hands if you're saying yes I want to be a part of that challenge I want to be able to say, I, I brought one person or one family to church. You don't have to wait till the end of July to bring them. You can start next week. You can start bringing people every single week. My prayer, it's not so that we can just say, oh, and dami na natin. No. My prayer is that people would realize the love of God and they belong. They will not be alone anymore. They will belong to a family. And we are going to be there to take care of them and make sure they grow and they flourish and be plant as they are planted in this house. If that's you again, lift your hands. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I know right now you've been giving names and you've been showing faces to the people who are here. As I've been talking this whole time, Lord, I know that you have been showing them who they need to bring in. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, bring them in, Lord. Give us the courage. Give us the words. Give us the opportunity that we can bring 
these loved ones in. Bring these people in. People who have walked away. People who have backslidden. People who have, are afraid to step forward. People who don't know you at all. It doesn't matter their background. doesn't matter what they're going through. Everyone needs Jesus. Use us. Use us. Use us to be the Jesus to them. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's Home is Live podcast. Connect with us through Kumu, Instagram, YouTube, or Facebook. Welcome home.